Hey everybody, before we get started with the show, this is Shannon from the Terror Talk Podcast. I wanted to let you know about this new flick coming out called There's Something Wrong with the Children. A group of friends on a weekend cabin trip begin to suspect something supernatural is at play when the kids behave strangely after disappearing into the woods overnight. There's Something Wrong with the Children is the latest horror film from Blumhouse Productions, available to buy or rent on digital now. This film is not rated. All right. Thanks for listening, you guys. Enjoy the show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey everyone, welcome to Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Hello again. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And again. Yeah. And again. Yeah. Every week, twice a week. So I have to tell you, Kathy. Tell me. My cat. I have a cat. I have two Which cats. Which one are we speaking I of? I don't know. It's a mystery. I suspect the older cat okay. of this very bad mystery. He's a little shit. So speaking of shit, so... I walk into my bathroom and I have bare feet on and I step on something wet. Oh god. And mushy and then the smell hits me. Oh. And I'm going to blame him. He has shat in the bathroom on the rug. <laughs> So I look down and I'm like, you know, your instinct, you pull up your foot, yeah. you look at the bottom of your foot. You don't know foot. what to do with it. I quickly like use my hand to take it off. Sure. It doesn't really come off with my hand. So now I have it on my hand <laughs> and my foot. <laughs> you throw yourself in the shower. That's and then what I, I do. look down and it's kind of all over the place. And I'm like, what the fuck happened in here? <laughs> so I wash my foot. I wash my hands. It smells like shit in there. I pick up all of the poop. I put the rug in the washer. Then I'm like, why does it still fucking smell like shit? Like I've cleaned everything and I've removed all the things and I wiped up the stuff on the floor as well. And what I, and then I, I, my, the bottom of my house shoe. Oh God. So now it's all over So now we can only assume it's been tracked oh, back and forth. Good thing you have hardwood floors. Mostly. Yeah. So ugh, then there was mopping. Luckily it wasn't like you couldn't see, see it anywhere really. Yeah. But there, so there was mopping and then there was vacuuming and then <sighs> these animals. This happens a lot in my kingdom at home when it rains. Yeah. And I will be walking down the dark they don't hallway. Go out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just step. And I'm like, God damn it. And then I look down and I realize 
there's another piece and then another piece and now it's at the bottom of my foot and I'm hopping to the yes. bathroom to hop yes. into the shower I'm cussing the whole time <laughs> only to get out to find two more pieces behind the couch which is what I call their bathroom when it's raining oh okay yeah they poop behind the couch okay yeah. that's like their spot yeah it's got um, all their smells because <laughs> they do it every poo, time we call it poo corner <laughs> Well, and what you might know is that we live in California and, you know, as you know, we're being swept away by rain, which we never used to. Yeah. Although Belle, my female will go outside. My boy, he walks out there and he's like, I, mom, I don't think I could brave this. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's sprinkling, honey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not talking about when it's downpouring because that has been happening. She'll go well. out. She will go out in the downpour in the backyard. He looks at me. Nah. Yeah. No. Sorry. No. I'll poo behind the couch. Yeah, the couch is really good for me. (laughs) (laughs) It works for me. And I, you know, we're laughing about shit, but obviously California is in a state of emergency and Mm -hmm. people have died and there's a lot of dramatic things going on. And also where we live hasn't been as dramatic as other places in California. However, you guys laugh. Probably the California gets rain and we freak out and it's an emergency, but it's because of many reasons. And one of the reasons is that we are not, our roads and things are not set up for rain. Yeah. So whereas, you know, Washington has particular kinds of drainage systems and all of that to set up for that, we're not set up for that. So because we don't normally, this doesn't normally happen, but yeah, there it is. Yeah. It's, it's been, I mean, I just wish the universe would give us like little bits at a time, but we tend to get like a torrential danger downpour for two months at a time every 10 years yeah and so for those of you who may not know this won't help our drought situation just xyz you can you can google that but no this does not fix the drought we'll go right back into it oh yeah and and there's a whole actually there's you know lots on the internet about that and why that is and how we don't we are not set up to even use the water that we do get properly in this state. All of this water that's happening, you may think, oh, great. You know, obviously they're set up to use all that for their drought because they've been doing that for decades. No, 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 we're not. That would be more of a governmental issue that I'm not going to yeah. go into. Yeah, maybe we need to start doing something. Yeah, Digging some little ravines, people. Right. I think you have an announcement. <sighs> I do. I'm really excited about this. Oh, okay. You may already know this. Halloween Horror Nights every night? I did know about Universal this. plans to open year-round horror experience in Las Vegas. Yes. So I this will be the company's round. first permanent horror experience outside of its theme park, which hosts Universal Universal's highly popular Halloween Horror Nights each fall. So, folks, maybe you go play some blackjack and then go to a haunted house. Yeah, so it's real fun. What I'll be interested is... In how, if at all, do they get to use this as a simulation for the mazes that may do well? And how often do they change things? I'm excited, you know, living in LA, we're so close to Vegas that that will be very fun to check out once that's up and running because I would go out to do that. Yeah, it may even give me a reason to go to Vegas again. I know. I mean, I quit going to Vegas. I still like to go for the shows, and if it's the summer, I do like laying by the pool, and so I like the hotels and stuff. The gambling, I can take it or leave it, but this would be, I'd go check this out. Yeah, they're fun. It's fun. I mean, I 
you know, living in California all my life, been to Vegas a million yeah. times. I've been to Vegas for Thanksgiving weekend. Like Ooh. that's, I've spent my Thanksgiving weekend there. Super fun. Yeah. Nothing to do in Vegas, really, right. le- unless you like gambling and eating. Yeah. And so it's, it was very relaxing. They have great spots. They have great, great shows. restaurants. Yeah. They have great shows. Absolutely. Unfortunately, the last time I went, I got really turned off because it's still very much a place where there's lots of smoking inside. There, There is. And yeah. it was, I was shocked at how dysregulated I was by that because I'd be in my nice little room. I'd go down the elevator and, and open the elevator doors on the first floor into the casino. It's just like this waft of like sickening because it's been in the room and it mm-hmm. smells like ass. Yeah. It's awful. It's violent. I was like, wow, I, I can't be in here. Well, you, you're used, to, most of us anyway, are used to living in states now where there, there are either very designated areas or it's just, you know, outlawed altogether or more people are turning to vapes. And it is, it's like, you definitely notice it it's when just you're not you're around used it. To, yeah. you know, and I just wasn't used to it anymore. So I really haven't gone back since that experience. Gotcha. When, when was that? I don't know. Maybe six, seven, eight years ago. Okay. I'm not really sure. Uh, COVID has thrown my my counting off. <laughs> right, <laughs> things are like I'll longer ago than I thought they together. were. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the next thing we would like to do is a little thing we like to call. Yep. <laughs> Let me see which one I want to give you. Okay. Where are they, Shannon? Mm, I don't know. Okay. Number one. Between what percentage of people, percentages, between what percentages of people possess psychopathic tendencies? (sighs) Oh, and it's a range? You want to get me to give a range? Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. What historical whiskey empire's offspring reportedly purchased a slave girl in Africa in the 19th century and handed her over to men to murder and feast on her flesh, Jeez. all so he could witness cannibalism in action? Alrighty. <laughs> God, is it in the whiskey? Ooh. Let's hope not. Right? Number three. What state is considered to have the most ghost sightings? Mm. Ghosties. I don't know, but let's get on the plane. Number four. More than 85 years later, this horror film still remains one of the most affecting horror films of all time and still technically illegal in several states. Mm. Nifty. And the last one, number five. What was a common ingredient in medicine until the 20th century? <laughs> that could go a few different directions. Did you say the 21st? 20th. 20th. Mm-hmm. Got it, got it, got it. All right. That's some horror facts with Kath. In case you didn't know what the fuck we're doing. That's what it was. All right. Let's get to movies. Movies. All right. Or TV or books, whatever you've brought today. I was going to say that I watched the Netflix, I think it was, 
I don't know if it was a Netflix quote movie, but a movie that was released onto Netflix called The Pale Blue Eye. I watched that too. Let's talk about that together. (laughs) So it's a 2022 movie. It's directed by Scott Cooper. It has Christian Bale in it, which is, of course, that's one reason why I wanted to watch it. The other reason is because of this. A seasoned detective investigates a series of murders at the U.S. Military Academy in West Point in 1830. He is assisted in his investigation by an intelligent and eager young cadet named Edgar Allan Poe. That's the other reason why I pushed play. Correct. Who will go on to become one of America's most influential authors and the originator of the detective genre. And that was kind of my favorite part of this movie is them, is Edgar Allan Poe and him Mm -hmm. and Christian Bale's character going kind of back and forth. Yep. It's 130 minutes long, so over two hours, which Mm -hmm. is partly a downfall for me. I I watched it in two parts. Yeah, I I thought it was meandering, as a 130-minute movie would be. Especially the pace of it. Yeah, and it's not an action flick, so it doesn't really justify all of that. And it's not, it was not... You know, a 130-minute movie or longer that's more character-driven and has a little bit of mystery, but, you know, not a ton, Mm -hmm. is going to be really very much about amazing characterological performances and amazing writing. We obviously have films in our in our lexicon that, that would fit that bill, and this just didn't really hit that mark for me, but I enjoy the, I enjoyed that relationship between the two. I very much enjoyed Gillian Anderson's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was She funny. was probably my favorite performance. Although I would say that the actor who played Edgar Allan Poe was fantastic. Yeah, he really was. And that's to me what I enjoyed the most about the film. Were the, I thought the characters were developed really well and it helped me get through the slow burn of it. Mm-hmm. The story was fine. I don't think it was terrible. I was looking at some reviews and they were saying, oh God, this doesn't get anywhere and mm-hmm. only for it to end up with this, you know, predictable. I, I didn't think it was that predictable, first no. of all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't, I, I don't think it was a terrible movie. I think that they could have cut about mm-hmm. a half hour off, but I think the performances alone are worth checking it out yeah and it the guy who plays Edgar Allan Poe is Harry Milling and he for those Harry Potter fans in the in the world he is a an integral character in the Harry Potter series and he's a really good actor he looks like Edgar Allan Poe and I know some of that's makeup but the shape of his head did really well with all all of that yeah I thought that was really great yeah so um I think it's worth a watch but you may have to watch it in two parts I would like to talk about a movie that I had to prepare myself to watch. Mm. And honestly, even the trailer alone gave me several panic attacks. So I said, I should probably watch this because I want to do this. I want to work through my fears. It's a movie called Fall that just came out 2022. It's a survival thriller film directed and co-written by Scott Mann, starring Grace Caroline Curry, Virginia Gardner, Mason Gooding and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. The film follows two women who climb a 2,204 foot tall radio tower and get stranded at the top with no way down. Mm. It's similar to Frozen. It gives you that feel, except the height 
is so I'm, I'm, you can't see me right now, but I'm grasping my sweatshirt talking about this. <laughs> the characters are, are fairly one dimensional, which is fine. I don't think, you know, there's a lot of the reviews kind of bash how they're annoying. And I'm like, okay, they're 20 something year old young women that they're trying to really portray the culture of the time with social media and the internet. And clearly cell phones now are a big part of horror and thrillers and whether they will work at certain heights and things like that. So I thought there was a really clever use of the age that they chose, Mm. obviously poor judgment on what they end up doing. They end up, I'm not giving anything away because this is in the trailer, but they end up doing this the one friend challenges her friend to do it because the three of them, meaning the two women and the woman's husband climbed like a year before and he passed away. He falls. Right. And so she's like, we got to beat our fear. Let's go do one more on the anniversary of his passing. And then clearly through the climb, a lot develops out of that relationship and you find up, find out other dynamics. So there is, there is a character development in the sense that it's not just about the climb. Mm -hmm. But the shots and the every time you think they have a chance of getting down something that gets in the way and they, they get stuck up there because it's an old tower and things start to fall apart and they can't get down. It is so anxiety provoking. That sounds really and it, scary from a human perspective. It is. It is. And it the way that it's shot, it doesn't really matter you know, if you really want to get caught up on the storyline and critiquing that, you're really not watching it for the right reason. It really just makes you feel a certain way. And there were times where I'm like, I watched it by myself and I'm talking out loud. I'm like, oh God, that's not. Like, I just, I'm like talking out loud. I'm like, oh God, oh God. No, 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 no. Yeah, it really, (laughs) you you feel like you're on the tower with them. Wow. So if if you like that kind of adrenaline rushing, you know, like Frozen, this one I think even takes it to that next level. It sounds like it. Because you're also going in knowing that someone died doing this. Ooh, yeah. So you're thinking about that the whole time. Like, well, and they they're all going to die. There's so much foreshadowing. Off. Like when they walk up to the tower, they're like, oh, we'll be down before lunch. And they see like two vultures eating off of a body. And obviously, you know, like vultures can fly pretty high. Uh-huh. So, oh God! All right, it's, sounds like worth a watch. <laughs> it's worth a watch if you can stomach it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And that actually leads me into a series that I finished recently that was called Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. Oh, how Hulu. was that? It was really interesting. So, those of you who know the global movie star Chris Hemsworth, he's you know Thor. Perfect casting for this. It's a documentary, and it's despite being in his peak superhero condition, he's on a personal mission to learn how to stay young, healthy, strong, and resilient. Undergoing a series of epic trials and extraordinary challenges, he'll learn firsthand how he can live better for longer by discovering ways to regenerate, damage, maximize strength, build resilience, supercharge memory, and confront mortality. It's six episodes. There's only one season. It's on Hulu. Came out in November of 2020. It's still on there. And I found this really interesting because each episode he takes on a challenge. Like, for instance, one of them is height. And he goes up and he's got a psychologist working with him how to lower your lower your BPM and... Uh, handle very stressful experiences they put him up on this like high wire thing not a high wire but a a very high thing he's got to walk across and then walk back and of course he's hooked up to everything 
They're not trying to kill him. But it really delves in, each episode really delves into how to handle those kinds of stressful situations. And so each episode, you learn a little bit more about how you can use these kinds of situations to, like this description says, you know, maximize strength and build resilience psychologically. And then they also have the physical piece of it because one of the challenges is to fast for, you know, a week or whatever. And if you're going into that and you've never fasted before, that's a, that's a like a difficult, and he's got a friend that goes on with him and is a regular faster. And so they do that together and just sort of Chris's experience of that. And, and, and then at, at end of every episode, they have him talk about how he's got new resolutions basically for the year ahead to take a couple of the things that he's learned from each one of these experiences and incorporate them into his healthy lifestyle. And so he talks about, you know, fasting for a day or fasting for eight hours. He's not going to do the fasting for seven days or whatever as a lifestyle, but he saw, he knows that there's healthy research around mm-hmm. like intermittent. Using, yeah. Mm-hmm. Using fasting in your lifestyle. And like, they also have one where he does ice, ice work, like ice plunges, like, polar bear he does like a polar bear swim and all this kind of stuff so and the healthy benefits of of using um ice therapy etc so anyway it was really good and i thought i would mention it while we were talking about the height thing it's interesting and i think appropriate that he i think this was all deliberate that he chose this project as well i don't know how many people are aware that he was recently not diagnosed, but he was told that he does have the gene that he could have an early onset of, of dementia. Mm -hmm. Um, his, I don't believe his twin brother has it, but my understanding is that he is going to take a step back from acting a little bit and really preserve. He doesn't know if, and when that onset of dementia Alzheimer's will happen, but I know that it's really changed the way he's looked at his career, his time with his family and doing something like this makes sense. Cause it's all around health and mental health, but really just, I mean, just a shame because he's so young and he's so great that hopefully, you know, he finds a, a way to navigate through that, but that must've been really scary news. Yeah, he absolutely, I hope he does. Uh, it sounds like he's really working to navigate through that. And yeah. he, his brother's on there and a bunch of his friends on, on the polar bear episode are there. So you also kind of get to know him as a person yeah. and his friends and he incorporates a lot of people into the show and stuff and it's well edited and well directed and it's succinct and you can just kind of clip along through the episodes to learn some things. Cool. It's really good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, I keep seeing it pop up. I'm like, I'll watch that. Uh, there's two I'm just going to mention briefly. Uh, one that you have talked to, that you talked about, I think on our last show that I just want to mention, which is I saw the menu And I absolutely loved it. And for those of you who are on our Patreon, I'm going to make a meal out of the menu on one of our mini casts on uh, Monday. And I'd like to talk a little bit about the psychology of the characters, the dynamic um, and just the social pressures that, you know, are I I think it was deeply psychological, that film. And um, I just thought it was brilliant. I thought it was really great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, too. And the other one I want to mention that I saw that's not a horror film, but we're coming upon award season and I always have to bring up Mr. Spielberg as I saw the Fablemans. And if, if those of you out there who enjoy him and know about his life and how he 
got into the film industry, he was asked by his parents years ago to make a film about his life because it's really remarkable how early he started to work on his passion and how his mother, who was an eccentric and all that, really supported him. The cast is great. Michelle Williams plays his mother. I really, really loved the film because I'm a huge Spielberg geek and it, it goes right up until about the time that he starts to work at the studios and it gives you a whole timeline of his life and his struggles, but also how he developed that passion from such an early age and how unique and brilliant he is. So I really liked it. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I haven't but, seen it yet. I yeah. do have a screener of it and I just never have watched it. I've been trying to get through yeah. a lot of the... <laughs> Oscar potential Oscar winners as well Mm -hmm. so and that's I don't know I wish something like the menu could win that oh (laughs) man I cannot wait to have a conversation with you about this movie because Rafe Fiennes plays his crazy method self among a great ensemble cast yeah Judith Light I know barely says anything is so great in it they're great yeah Yeah, and I talked about it on the show I don't know last week or the week before and gave it a rave too so I look forward to the mini cast discussion with you but for now we're going to get to some answers for for this thing let's do it (laughs) she always springs it upon me well, not always, but <laughs> that time I did. <laughs> Shannon, what percentages, between what percentages of people possess psychopathic tendencies, according to this article? Anyway? Yeah, right. Like, according to Joe's really, article. We don't really know. One to three percent. Point seven five to one percent. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was overshooting it by just a dad. Yes. She thinks everyone's psychopathic. Ah, by All what three percent. How can you blame me? <laughs> yeah. I know. In the work that we do, it's kind of. Yeah. Hard to believe there aren't more. This is like the general population. Mm -hmm. It's like amongst the community, the forensic community, (laughs) obviously, it's a little bit different percentage. What historical whiskey empire's offspring reportedly purchased a slave girl in Africa in the 19th century, handed her over to men to murder and feast on her flesh? Also, he could witness cannibalism in action because that was like a bucket list thing for this dude. I, I, I. I mean, I don't know that much whiskey, so like yeah. Southern Comfort. James Jameson. Oh, okay. That mm-hmm. was another big one. Like I could have gone 50-50. You know, and I really enjoyed your castmates, Mr. Jameson, but I'm not really sure now. Uh, it's kind of gross. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to then drink the drinks. Right. What state is confirmed to have the most ghost sightings? Massachusetts. It's actually Texas. Oh, okay. And Delaware is the last. It's and that makes sense because it's big. Yeah, California's two, mm-hmm. number two. Oh, well, there you and go. And Delaware is last. <laughs> okay. Number four. And think about historically, lots of shit has happened in Texas. Oh my God! Yeah, it's it's almost up there with Florida. Yeah, yeah. Throw them all together. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking like a true Californian. The South. (laughs) More than 85 years later, this horror film still remains one of the most affecting horror films of all time and still technically illegal in several states. So 85 years ago would have been the 1940s. Yeah, so yeah, just over 85 years ago. So think more like 30s. Okay. Dracula. Todd Browning's Freaks. Oh God! Yeah. yeah, which is where a lot of Ryan Mur- Ryan Murphy got a lot of those characters for Freak Show. Yep, from 
some of those. It's a really disturbing. I've only ever seen clips of it. I've had a hard time finding the whole film. Maybe I just have to do a deeper dive. I've always really been fascinated by that film because it is incredibly controversial. Really disturbing. And lastly, what was a common ingredient in medicine until the 20th century? Crack! No, cocaine. <laughs> Human <laughs> remains. <laughs> Human remains? Mm-hmm. Ah. That's gross, man. Why you got to gross me out right here at the end? So We're having sorry. such a good time. Ugh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Terror Talk. Please make sure to test your food for human remains. And we <laughs> will talk to you next week. This has been an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. Mm-hmm.